Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sammy L. Slovene. Alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Tony Khan's voice of reason, Scott, as well as our latest edition of the podcast. He's the man of many numbers, John the Statman. We are coming to you from above the ring, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering everything from AEW to WWE worldwide, coming on Monday morning, Turner Time. Boys, it's the end of the year. This is our last episode. It is final bedlam. We did this last year. We thought this was a lot of fun. We're going to just, I don't know, a lot to talk about. Lots to talk yeah. about. A lot of things coming up. A lot of things going into the new year. Not just wrestling related, but above the ring related. We're going to talk about those throughout the next uh, uh, little, little bit. Guys, how are we feeling today? Well, top of the morning to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice summary for you. <laughs> Enjoying wonderful cold New England. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, don't I love it? <laughs> I, think, I think Scott. I think Scott loves it more with all the snow he got. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a whole bunch of snow uh, the day of this recording, so I'll be uh, out shoveling after this. But you know, comes with the territory. Yes, that it do. Yeah. <laughs> It's one reason why I'm not up there anymore because yeah. I don't even like shoveling. Never mind being out in the snow. Um, we have a lot to cover. Um, we there's an update, I believe, Scott and I. We've talked about it at some point next year. We will be re-including all the WWE show results. I don't think we'll be moving forward with uh, the Raw review, NXT narrative, and SmackDown study. We're gonna try to loop everything all in at once. Yep. So uh, keeping uh. I don't know. Just listen to us next year and find out what we do. Uh, going into next year, uh, again, not crazy. You know how this goes. You know, on the 21st, we have AEW's Holiday Bash. On the 28th, we have a AAA event. I can't even pronounce it. I'm not going to lie. Um, also, on the 28th, we have New Year's Smash. On the 29th, we have Stardom's Dream Queen Queendom 2. On the 30th, I'm just going to mention it. SmackDown's in Tampa, and I might go. So, especially with our boy Cena uh, there. Yeah, well, just to interrupt you for just a second. Last night, I remember I I kind of blew up your phone about this. Uh, They announced on SmackDown on Friday that the main event of this show is going to be Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens and John Cena. So this will allow Cena now to have one match in 2022, continuing his streak for like, I don't know, two decades at this point. Awesome. Awesome. Looking, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. We're, you know, as everyone knows, I, you guys know, I have something going on, some big, big things in my personal life. And I'm like, do I want to spend the money to go? What do we wait? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Hopping into January 1st, we have Noah's The New Year. And of course, most importantly, on the 4th, Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome, mm. followed by New Year's Jazz on the 5th. They moved the night two to the 21st, and I don't really have any information on that. However, I will be doing night one coverage with somebody uh, off of Twitter. We will be doing uh, probably a pre-show and a post-show. Keep you guys in the loop. We're excited about this. Wrestle Kingdom for me is... I don't know, one of my favorite shows of the year. And it also means that we get into probably the most important part of uh, the year, Scott, and that's the the Rumble going yes, into sir. the road to WrestleMania. Yes, sir. I know Ethan's really excited to do this New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom show with you. So uh, I look forward to, to, to listening to this. Hopefully now with the new year 
and me finally being done with college, maybe I can actually pay attention to some more New Japan wrestling so I can get as hyped as the both of you will be about this show, I'm sure. Yes, yes, super, super excited. Uh, the biggest, the, I want to bring this up now. I had it in the, the back end of the news here, but uh, Minoru Suzuki announced that next year, Suzuki Goon will be disbanding. Um, Sad. He made the announcement that at the beginning of 2023, they're going to disband. Uh, I don't think there was much after that. He just pretty much said that they're going to be disbanding at the end of the year. I'm not really sure the reason. I bet you um, our buddy Ethan can give us some more insight on that. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. You know, they're not, they weren't the most popular group, but they were one of the better. I, New Japan doesn't have a bad faction. I would make mm-hmm. the argument. So especially, you know, the legend himself saying that his own faction is going to be disbanding is tough. That one, that one ooh, that hit. Um, let's talk about quickly before we also move forward. We want to talk about the 10th of December, very important day in wrestling where Scott finally graduated college. Congrats. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But also second, most well important, we had final battle in NXT deadline. Okay. I'm going to go through, let's see what we have. Oh man. They didn't even do these in order. Did they? I don't know. I didn't have the Wikipedia page up. I'm going to do NXT deadline first. Cause it was a quick card. Um, I know Scott was actually able to cover it. Um, it sounded like it was a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, we had Ivy Nile defeating Lash Legend, Chase University defeating Javier Bernal and Zion Quinn. Did I say that right? Yep. Um, Roxy Perez defeating Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell in an Iron Woman Survivor Challenge. Mm-hmm. Isla Dawn defeated Alba Fire. Co- coffee, co- coffee. Wow, Kofi <laughs> Kingston, Kingston and Kofi Kingston. Kingston. Kingston and Xavier Woods defeating pretty deadly for the tag titles. Yeah, um, hmm. Grayson yeah. Waller defeating Carmelo Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonald, Joe Gacy, and Axiom in the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge, and then last but not least, Braun Breaker defeating Apollo Cruz for the NXT title. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch this show. Um, Having having Roxanne Perez win was, I think, a real big a real a real big deal. And she's the girl's only twenty one years old, and she's already doing ridiculous things. Um, little did we know. Yes, we'll cover that in a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I liked how Booker T even mentioned the ROH Women's Championship that she had. It's just it, it was nice to see that, and also because. Booker T helped train her. So he was like proud pop of that whole show. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, he actually broke down and um, was crying after she won the match. Cause obviously he didn't know what was going to happen. So I thought that was a cool moment. Um, the whole show was great. The, the men's iron survivor challenge was just absolute batshit insanity, especially for the last like five minutes. It was just nuts. Um, Waller winning, for for being the shit heel that he is, I think it's a good move. Uh, a lot of people wanted Carmelo to win, uh, but I, Carmelo's going to have his time. I'm not worried about him at all. Um, Waller, I just want to see him get fed to Braun. It's going to be outstanding because I don't I don't dislike many people in wrestling, but I don't know what it is about Grayson Waller. He's doing his job. He makes me hate him. So I'm I'm ready for Braun to take him apart. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh... 
I was going to watch that before we recorded this, but I think I'll have to throw that on sometime this week. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if we st- when we start adding the WWE stuff, you know, all of us are going to have to just start c- consuming as much wrestling as possible in the most unhealthy manner possible. <laughs> so we have the final battle card, 12, 12 matches, a little bit of an overkill, but again, Ring of Honor, I'll tell you right now, I made sure before I recorded this, I watched the most important match on that card. The Briscoes and FTR. I can't explain to you that that match was shorter than the others. It was about 22 minutes long, but it delivered. It delivered so hard. I don't know what it is with Ring of Honor. I don't think I've seen a bad Ring of Honor show. Mm. They put on banger shows and, you know, people can fight me on this one. I just don't think I've ever seen a bad Ring of Honor show. With that being said, I'll go through this card quickly. Uh, Jeff Carr defeated Mascara Dorada. JAS defeated uh, the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Willow Nightingale defeated Trisha Dora. Top Flight defeated the Kingdom. Blake Christian and AR Fox defeated La Faction and Gobanobles. Uh, Athena defeated Mercedes Martinez for the women's title. Swerving on Glory defeated Shane Taylor Productions. The Embassy defeated Dalton Castle and the Boys for the six man tag. Wheelie Yuta defeated Daniel Garcia to regain the Pure Championship. The Briscoes obviously defeated FTR for the tag titles in a double dog Carlin match. This was interesting. Um, Samoa Joe defeated Juice Robinson to retain the television title. And Claudio regained the Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris Jericho by submission. From the big swing, which mm-hmm. I, I, I was able to watch that little part. Um, I love that. Um, it just... Jericho didn't, you know, he doesn't, he's not going to get hurt by this at all. I mean, he's still the Ocho, um, but I loved it. Like just getting swung like 30 times and you just see him tapping like wildly as he's getting swung around still. I was like, loved it. I'm so happy for Claudio. Yeah. Hopefully going into uh, this new year, which, you know, we'll just talk about that right now. So we had this new, uh, we, we finally got our announcement, this TV deal for mm. Ring of Honor and he was like, we're going to get a TV deal. And lo and behold, we are getting the Honor Club back, which is great, but that's where Ring of Honor is going to stream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, I'm super excited for Ring of Honor. However, he should have had the fucking show going from day one since he bought it if he was working on a TV deal. Cause at least the show still would have been going. He still could have been bringing in more money in this long await just for us to go. We're getting the honor. It was a little, I don't want to say it's underwhelming. It's a little frustrating. Cause I go, if it's just going back to honor club, we could. Uh, it makes me wonder if maybe he was trying to secure a television deal and it just, it fell through. So he's like, Oh, we could just throw it back in honor club and maybe continue working on getting a TV deal. Uh, maybe he's just doing this for now just to be like, hey, this is our product for ROH. It's actually doing well. He can continue to market it to to television and see if he can actually get somebody to bite and have it be on an actual, you know, an actual channel. Well, so, I, I think I think he just wanted he wanted to put I mean, it's his show. I mean, it's not really a television show, really, but it's an exclusive thing for Honor Club. But I think he probably put it on there probably because maybe it was a challenge to uh, 
get something for Ring of Honor on cable television. So he said, you know what? We have this extensive library for Ring of Honor anyway. So why not just bring Honor Club back? We have uh, an exclusive show or whatever on here. And, you know, for the $9.99 a month, you have access to everything Ring of Honor did previously anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not going to say this is, you know, I'm, I'm walking away, this and that. I think for me, I'm just like, I wish when he had made this purchase, they kept the Ring of Honor show going. You could have left it on Honor Club to begin with. And then work, you know, if you get a TV deal, great. If not, the content is there. You're generating the content. Right. But also, we don't even have a date on when this starts. That was no. the other thing, I guess, that got me. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know what his plans are. I want Ring of Honor so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. But, you know, I'll take this as a W. He's actually, right. I looked. So before the show was on Fight, the uh, Honor Honor Club was on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Honor Club was separate. But there was like no, I think, television app. Now the Honor Club is going to, you don't have to get Fight TV. You'll be able to watch it. I think he says iOS, Android, Roku, Amazon Fire TV. Okay. So you should be able to get that. I don't know if it's under Ring of Honor or Honor Club or whatnot. But that's something else I'll be covering uh, in the near future. Expect that next year. Actually, I have an idea we'll have to talk about offline. Uh, right. just, yep. uh, we can discuss it, chit-chat about it, if you will. Speaking of Ring of Honor, eh, not really, but former Ring of Honor talent, Jonathan Gresham finally announced that he's signing with Impact Wrestling. Um, I guess it's not a surprise after his uh, abrupt leave back in July from Ring of Honor. Um, it's good to see him back on TV somewhere because right. he's a wasted talent otherwise if you right. don't have him somewhere. Yep. And he's with the right spot. Now he's with his wife. So, you know, it's always good when Impact gets a, gets a big player. So hopefully this, this can help them out as well. Yes, absolutely. Speaking about big players and losing them, this is one John wants to talk about. Uh, I see where you're seg- I see where you're segueing here, and yeah, this is a this is a big topic in the world of wrestling right now. So I think this will be a <laughs> an interesting discussion from the fine gentleman here at Above the Ring. Yes. So, if I'm th- uh, correct here, Sam, you are segueing to the the shocking release of former NXT women's champion, Mandy Rose. Is that yes. right? Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so was there, I, I, I forget. I know you just ran through the NXT deadline card. Was there a women's title match? No, there was not. There wasn't. No, so, the, oh. the iron, the iron um, survivor challenge for the women was to determine the next number one contender yeah, uh, to challenge the champion at Vengeance Day, which has announced for February 4th. Um, but before Mandy's release happened, the NXT after deadline, uh, there was a situation with um, Roxanne Perez where Mandy jumped her after her coming out to make some statements about taking on Mandy at Vengeance Day. And Roxanne, after she recovered, 
just basically just got on the mic and just said, I'm not waiting. I want, I want to challenge you tonight for the title. Mandy's like, fine, uh, let's go. So when that happened, part of me was like, all right, well, this is okay. I don't know why you'd want to take one of the biggest matches. You'd have a couple of weeks to build it up. So I'm just like, something, something's a little off here. Uh, and then once Roxanne won, uh, I was kind of, uh, there was a, there was a perfect shot of Mandy, uh, just looking dumb, completely dumbfounded after she lost the title. And I was like, I, I share the sentiment, like, why would you ruin this, not ruin it, but why would you do this on a random NXT and not on one of their specials that they have? So I was like, all right, something, something must be up. Maybe Mandy's hurt. They need to, you know, whatever. Um, after the match, they, they showed off air, uh, Mandy, like, kind of like saying goodbye to the NXT crowd. So I was thinking, all right, maybe she's going to get called up with toxic attraction. That's fine. I think it's time for them to move up anyways. And then this bombshell gets dropped that Mm -hmm. due to some risque things that miss, miss Rose has been doing outside of NXT. uh, They just dropped the, the band hammer on her. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, yep. She oh. was, uh, before that, the third longest reigning women's champion of all time in NXT. She was days away from eclipsing Shayna Baszler to become second most all time. And the day after she loses her title, she lost her job. Apparently, this, was a, this wasn't this was something that she expected. It was out of the blue, for at least from what she said. Um, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, we have the Forbes article here on exactly what happened with Mandy Rose. So I'll read that really quickly here. (laughs) So former NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose was reportedly released by WWE less than 24 hours after suddenly dropping the WWE NXT Women's Championship to Roxanne Perez. (laughs) Perez won. Perez. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Somebody had to put on the red light here. Uh, Perez, Perez won the Iron Survivor Challenge at NXT Deadline, where she oh, so she was scheduled to challenge for the women's title at New Year's Evil. Oh, that's right. Sorry, on January. I, I jumped, yeah, yep. Wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. When the match was when the match was suddenly moved up to the very next night, the speculation on Rose's status with WWE immediately uh, flooded Twitter. Rose's release comes in the wake of several nude photo and video leaks from her fan time page. I thought it was Brand Army, but I they must have changed it, which is a paid content site similar to OnlyFans. Yeah. And WWE officials felt they were put in a tough position based on the content she was posting on her fan time page, and they felt it was outside the parameters of her WWE deal. <laughs> well, I mean, of course they were, number well, one. <laughs> well, and... and so, all right. So we, thanks to the ways of the internet, I think we, well, there was some HCR did some thorough investigation. On there was the some investigating ourselves. to be done. It's like <laughs> what the what like what the heck was she posting on her page? And the and, uh, people of uh, great people of Reddit have greatly informed us of well, the information so, that was necessary. The, the unfortunate yeah, yeah. part is that all of this came to light because somebody on the internet decided to open their mouth and well, put this stuff out there. The sad thing is she's what? been doing this for a long time. 
and this oh. this comes apparently this comes because I think she some subscriber of her page or whatever they requested something specific for x amount of dollars or what however this however this format works i don't know so she said all right and she provided this photo or video or whatever to this person so this and then this person uh let it out this was supposed to be a private thing and it it got out there i don't I don't know exactly what it was. I mean, I we peaked a little bit as to as to what she was putting on this page. Yeah. And I think this is this is a good discussion to have because it's like do you guys feel she I might as well just I might as well share my thoughts on it really quick. So I see why WWE did it because of their pg philosophy now you know i don't think they have as strict of a thing with third party things for the wrestlers now i think they i think they lifted that with the okay. triple h taking over that, yeah that's but, been, it's been laxed but at the same time i see why they did it because maybe she had something specific in her contract that said you know you, you can't be putting stuff like this you know, because we're we we're a publicly traded company. You know, we have networks to appeal to. You know, we're trying we try to make our show, you know, a more family friendly oriented company. So, I mean, you, you can't be doing this because so we're going to have to let you go. I and think, I think big- she, she was making she was making more money apparently doing this than she was with their WWE contract. I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page there. I think it's one of those things where I see a lot of fans, like maybe like a lot of fans upset on Twitter and everything like that. But I think she kind of did it to herself. Yes. Yes. I was going to say pretty much. I'm not against people doing this. Am I, I, do I want my girlfriend or something? Probably not. You know, it's not my, you got to be a, uh, a very comfortable person to be doing stuff like this. Uh, have let your significant other do that. But that being said, you know, if people want to do this and they do it for money, whatnot, whatever, that's their thing. However, if WWE has it in their contract, they can't be doing this. That's a violation of contract. That's right. a breach of contract. That means so if that is there, if that that breach of contract is there then she should be let go. If it's not in there and they're using it as an excuse to get rid of her, that's a different, that's a whole different story. Again, mm. we don't know. I don't know, but I, I will just jump into the other topic we had in regards to this. On the flip side of this, we're talking about a Vince McMahon return, even though mm. he has more allegations of sexual assault or whatever. I haven't really looked into it. So we can make the PG argument, but then you talk about. I'm pretty much going in lieu of what you're saying. Like, it's pretty hypocritical where you go, yeah, that you're you're breaking code of conduct, while our former CEO can come back after these allegations of spending millions of dollars of hush money, if you will. Mm. Yeah. 
there's I, I there's it's like two sides to every coin here. <laughs> um so I, I I was trying to be as open with this Mandy Rose thing as possible, but I, I think I came to the came to the conclusion that this was this was something that she wanted to continue doing. Um and it it seems like that's going to be the case now because I mean the whole she's not under contract anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I, I ultimately I come to a conclusion. I think she did it to herself. Um, I think the argument that people making on Twitter about you know that's uh, um, sexist to be releasing her for doing this when uh, if a guy if a guy was doing it, then they would probably nothing would happen to them like things like that. But. I don't know, I, I, I think. I'll stick with the fact that I think this all this is her her of her own doing. <laughs> John, I think I think to attach to what you're saying, a lot of people when things like this happen, they get emotional. They're like they shouldn't let her go. Da 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 da. Blah, blah, whatever. People forget contracts are real legally mm-hmm. bound documents. I yeah. see this all the time. I see it with my job. I see it in the we could we could get into a political discussion on contracts alone. Um, just in general about, well, that's not fair. Okay. Well, was it in their contract? If you, this is my thing with WWE. I didn't like personally didn't like the no compete clause when Vince McMahon was just dropping people, not letting them work. I did not like that. However, because they had signed it and it was a signature and it was legally bound you, you got to play within the rules. So yeah. even with Mandy Rose, it sucks. She, you know, got released, you know, she's releasing this content. If she wants to continue doing it, I don't think it makes her a, a bad person per se. You know, that's just a, no, oh, not at all. Yeah. It's a breach of contract. And like, you probably should have looked that better. You should I think, probably thought it through a little more. I think the, the sympathy, the sympathy is not really there because she i'm sure she knew the specifics of her contract it wasn't just something that she just put pen to paper right away without looking over or have somebody you know working for her look it over yeah so it you can't i can't feel bad for her because uh because because it, it again it felt like it was a, a breach of a contract you know, with this big company and they saw what was happening and then said, you know what, we can't, can't be having that. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's where that is. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, she, again, <laughs> she can either stop making the content and get a new contract, WWE or AEW or impact or somewhere else, or yeah. she just, I think Eva Marie did something similar where when she wasn't, was it Eva, who the hell was it? I swear somebody, when they left the company, they just like, I'm just going to stick with doing like an OnlyFans or stick with doing, you know, Patreon stuff and they made money and they were yeah. fine with it. But, you know, it's well, whatever. I think AEW's philosophy is very different. Because <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Tony Storm does, does 
something on the side. Uh, I believe she has an OnlyFans page or something like that. Is it called Tony Time? I could not tell you what it is. <laughs> um, let's um, kind of uh, let's we we can it's final bedlam. We can uh, put a little craziness <laughs> in here. Let's see. Uh, let's love wrestlers and OnlyFans. Let's see. Scarlet. Uh, Scar- Scarlet. Scarlet, you okay? <laughs> no, I got one. I got a list from April. Oh. Um, this is April, so I don't know how up to date this is. BFAB, Shelly Martinez, Tony Storm. Oh, but she, yeah, she started after she left WWE, so it's probably. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Scarlett had something, but I think when she and Carrie and Cross came back, I think she nixed that. Yep. Chelsea Green, Kira Hogan, Deanna Perrazzo, Rachel Elring, Jordan Grace, Katie Forbes. I know Katie Forbes has one. And Sonny. Just a list of like 10. And I know CJ Perry has, you know, yeah, and and the only reason I know that I don't use OnlyFans at all, but anytime right. I follow yeah. a wrestler, and again I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be specific here. Whenever I follow wrestlers, especially the women wrestlers, most of the time, how like a ch- a chunk of the time, a lot of them will have you know if they're you know they're younger or they're like on the independent scene they'll have one to bring in more cash. Again, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, I got to be thinking about what she, what Mandy was making with this page because she said she was making, it's apparently she was making more than what her, she was contractually being paid by WWE. I would think what she was being paid by WWE was at least six, maybe seven figures. I, my guess, are you saying she makes more on her page than that? Like, my God. I mean, call the IRS. I mean, I know I've been quiet on this whole thing, um, but have you seen Mandy Rose? I mean, obviously. Well, this- no, no, no. The, 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 it, speaks for, the, it speaks for itself. I mean, but yeah, it's that's a lot of that's a lot of dough. So, according to what I'm looking at here, she makes her annual salary is like 150 thousand, which sounds kind of low. I'm just going off of Google numbers. For uh, w- for NXT, that doesn't sound right though. Where where That's she it. was on the main roster before she went back down to NXT, that does sound probably accurate. But her going into a new contract, like after her current run, yeah, she's she's definitely gonna be making a lot more money. But I mean, if if she's making 150k from her standard NXT contract, then yeah, it doesn't that she could probably make more than that in a month on this page than than her contract and however long mm. that was. I mean, it's it is what it is. Her net worth is 15 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, that see. sounds about right. It uh, said her price is going up on her OnlyFans for 35. You can get an honest review of your junk. She reached male genitalia. What? what? Wow. Okay. Oh my god. <sighs> but again, there are weirdos out there that'll do that. There's people out there, and guess what? If she can make money off the weirdos, 
never underestimate how how insane how the wrestling the re- fan base yes exactly it's it's insane uh, like we, we we joke about it but there are there are some crazy people out there that will do anything for anything so yeah oh god yeah well let's go let's go to a positive note about them bringing somebody else back um obviously we know we kind of speaking of doing anything we kind of glossed over this last episode we were supposed to talk about it william regal left uh is leaving AEW. beginning of the year it's been determined that he will be coming back to wwe won't be able to be on tv till i believe 2024 but he's coming back with a vice president role it's good yes um yeah it said he will be uh, in a vice president position with WWE, but is not confirmed what the official title in the company would be. I would think definitely something with developing the talent there, you know, uh, because I think that's what that's what his specialty is, really. You know, I know I know he was the general manager of NXT, um, and you know that's kind of the purpose of nxt is you know the rising stars of uh professional wrestling now so it, it, it's no surprise and he's also close to triple h so it's no surprise that triple h would want to uh have somebody like him you know in this role yeah and i'm seeing right here um his previous title was director of talent development and head of global recruiting so pro- i wouldn't be surprised if it goes to something similar again and now yeah. he gets to train his son. So I know that he's looking forward to that. And I'm sure, I'm sure his son is, is as well. So it's so funny seeing his son who plays Charlie Dempsey on NXT. The the mannerisms that he has reminds me so much of like 90s Regal. I'm like, oh my God, every single time I see him on on, on screen. So now he's got his father there to, to help him. Watch out for Charlie Dempsey. He's gonna be he's gonna be a game changer, I would say, in the next couple of years. Word. Word. You see uh, an interesting clause with being released fairly early from his AEW deal. So Tony Khan made it a point that all right, you can go back there, but you can't you can't immediately jump to television for them. So he can't be, he can't be on television for WWE for at least a year, yeah. uh, with this new with this deal. Which I think <laughs> the way the way he exited had to exit the company just was ridiculous. It was like three. It was like three different exits. I know. <laughs> I mean like, the the way he the way they did it with MJF I thought was good. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, NXT but, used to be famous for that when wrestlers would leave uh, either the company or go up to the main rosters that somebody would always take them out of NXT or wherever. And yeah, yeah. then they would show up you know, like a month later. This was, I thought, was a nice callback to that. And now Regal's gone. And, you know, now he's going to be showing up in, in WWE. Well, he doesn't need to be on TV. I would love him to be on yeah. television, but he doesn't need it. You know, I do got to give, again, Tony credit here. He's not going like, you just can't do anything. He's like, okay, you can go back. I just want you on TV. That, you know what? That's a better compromise, again, than what Vince was doing for years. Right. We're just going to deny you any, you can't work. 
Yeah, they, they yeah they pay yeah. you a severance for ninety days and sit at home. You know, so um, I'm excited. I'm not mad because I did like Regal when he was with Blackpool, but I think he needs to be more of a. He works really well as an authority figure. I, I think he's always has, even when he was just, you know, back in the day, he just always had an authoritative, you know, even when he was a heel in wrestling, he just felt like, it almost felt like the boss coming out in a way, like, you know, so I got Regal's coming out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. So as we talk about this, we talk about Regal coming back, and I've already talked about how now there are rumors again that Vince is coming back. Mm. At the same time this is coming out, um, we were looking at an article. I don't know if it was hearsay or where we saw it, uh, where supposedly Triple H is not happy with a lot of returning talent. Yep. Yeah, it was called the Holic. Um, yeah, he's he's un- feeling underwhelmed with certain wrestlers and very underwhelmed with others since their returns during the the summer rehiring. Um, I could probably think of a couple off the top of my head. Um, I won't mention them, but you know, it's just there's there's certain groups where it's just like, oh, I was all excited for them to show up, and now I'm just like, okay, do something. It's like poking them with the stick. You know, like, come on, guys, do mm. something. And I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I'm sure that we'll we'll get another wave of releases in maybe a year or however long these contracts are. But I don't know. Um, I'm happy that they're getting people back. Um, the shows for both Raw and SmackDown have been doing better. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think they're they're starting to run into there's more TV, there's more wrestlers available than TV time allotment. So I don't know. Maybe they'll throw them back on on they'll go get stuck in main event hell again. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of good talent out there right now, and not enough TV. Now yeah, that's it. Got, I want more. You gotta wonder if, if Triple H is starting. I I don't know who specifically, but if Triple H is starting to see why Vince let some of these guys go initially. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, um, definitely. Maybe so. That would be that would be that would suck for whoever if like they were let go by Vince, brought back by Triple H. And then let go by Triple H. <laughs> it's right, like, yeah. oh, hopefully that hopefully that doesn't happen with with some of these uh, with some of these people that have been brought back. But I I think it's tough for it's tough for them because I think a lot of like there's a few WWE the big talent in WWE that's gone right now. Like like Cody came back. Mm-hmm. And it was super exciting, but then fortunately he got hurt. Yep. Uh, Randy Orton was still doing very well all these years later, and all that, you know. And I think with what he's facing, with what he's dealing with right now, it's hope. Who knows if he'll wrestle again? Yep. Um. So it's it it's tough for both. It's tough for both companies right now. It, it is, I think, but also I think, I think this is good. Hear me out. Hear me out. When you have, so even with AEW in the mix, okay, you have these two big companies here. Now you have a lot of good talent out there. There's a lot of good talent. 
uh, you can, when you want to take all the fluff out, um, there's still a lot of good talent. I mean, I, we're going to talk about it like rampage rampage. I thought was pretty good last night. There was a lot of good talent that they showcased last night when the bar, when everyone starts to do this. Okay. Especially with talent and you only have, you start bottlenecking up here. Now you got to pick out who's better. Who's not from that point on, people are going to get creative. People are going to find ways to bump and move themselves up so they're always on top of the card. Again, I'll throw this out there right now. With everyone being here, for the most part, you're going to have Roman Reigns. You're going to have Sami Zayn. You're going to have Kevin Owens. You're going to have MJF. You're going to have Orange Cassidy. You'll have, sorry, John, you're going to have the elite. You're going to have these people up here, and there's going to be people trying to fit up here. So I think it's an opportunity for this other talent to really, really go, okay, we got to make sure we want to be on TV all the time. If not... We're going to get, again, main event hell, or we're going to get thrown to the, thrown to the wolves. Right. So I think there's a, I think there's a, a lot of talent, not a lot of people to use. You're going to, again, it happened to Cody. Cody left. Cody reinvented himself. He's now one of the best talents in the world. Matt Cardona, you know, Zack Ryder, he was almost wasted in WWE his whole career. Now he's on the indie scene and he's killing it. You know, I think this is an opportunity for these, these guys to go out better themselves. They'll release people. They'll keep people. People will get more creative. So I'm being optimistic here. Now, will it ha- they might let go of the best people. Vince did that. Yep. <laughs> they let go mm. of some of the people. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So I don't know. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah, it's, it's, all, up to, it's all up to the wrestlers. Like how much drive do they have to want to succeed? You know, you could probably look at, at least from the WWE side, uh, Mustafa Ali. Like, this man, has, he's he may only get five, ten minutes on TV time, but this man makes the most of every second he has on television. Uh, I still don't understand why this man has not gotten some type of title run. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the, the WWE championship, but give him the U.S. title. Give him the IC title. Just for, you know, the man has busted his ass for so long. Man got released, brought back, doing fantastic on television, and yet they don't give him the time of day. And so I, I, I'll backtrack a little bit. He didn't get released, but he kind of got banished to home for a while. So yeah, yeah. Then he was brought back, and you know now he's starting to. I don't know. It's just it's people like that. Like I, I can see him doing well if they give him the opportunity to do so. So that also plays too. The, you have to worry about the backstage politics stuff. Just because uh, Vince is gone doesn't mean the politics died. That shit still run a while, and it's gonna. And I mean, honestly, Triple H was one of the worst back in the day when it came to the politics. She was part so of the clique. Exactly. She was part so, of the clique. You know, this 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 shit's gonna be going on for quite a long time. And you just got to find a way to navigate through it. And that's the thing. And if not, then go somewhere else. You know, it's. It's the nature of the beast. Yeah. I think yeah. it's easier. I think it's easier for a wrestler right now to find their to probably to find their craft in WWE than it is in AEW right now. Yes, yeah. but also I think it's still even with the WWE model, which yeah. for the most part works. Like once you're in their their mold, you're kind of very limited with their mold. Yeah. You know, how many wrestlers, you know, even John Cena, I think about John Cena back in the day, you know, almost a different wrestler from 
the 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 man John Cena, you know. Right. A lot different. So I think you know AEW has a lot of work to do. They signed a lot of indie talent. They have a lot of these other guys who definitely could hone their craft a little more. They need to do something more like NXT. They need to be able to, okay, this is our, first of all, this is Raw and SmackDown. We're gonna, I'm going to use WWE model, for example. You have your Raw and your SmackDown. This is what should be, okay, quotes, should be the best of the best, okay? Then you have your developmental model. The This is NXT. This is the people we want to be on the main roster, but we're really going to build them. We're going to work on them. We're going to mold them a little bit. Obviously, for any job, you got to mold. I'm not a programmer. I got to learn how to data map. I went to school for business. Figure that one out. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. you got to mold yourself a little bit for your job, for your gig, whatever you want, but you're still you. And then, fuck, I mean, their argument right now is they are, they're they're almost still like the gateway to the independent scene. People can still go to these independent things, this and that. WWE had OVW and Florida Championship Wrestling. So they were affiliated, but they were never used. Like, they weren't WWE. They were affiliated. They were were the feeders. Yes, exactly. So I think Tony Khan needs to look at that model. What has worked for WWE in the long run, especially during the Ruthless Aggression Era. That's where you got all the, you know, those those guys in the 2000s. You take that model and then you go, okay, we really got to just, here's, here's dynamite and rampage. I'll put in rampage like right here, dynamite rampage. You take dark or elevation and you really just make it a little more. You got to shorten it. You can't be doing these three hour shows where it's just mm-hmm. 50 matches. Right. It's yeah. cool to see these people wrestle, but a lot of it's just, we don't get to watch it. That's more wrestling. Those two shows alone are way more wrestling than just dynamite and uh, rampage. So you take that, and then again, you can work with, I don't really care if it's GCW. I don't care if it's you know beyond wrestling. I don't care if it's um, out of Tampa. I don't care if it's EWTA up in Vermont or L, you know, Hollywood Championship, anything. Just my thoughts. That's my idea. That's what I would do as somebody who would run a wrestling company, which is actually another good segue, man. If this was the 2000s, we'd just be riding segways all day long. <laughs> Let's ride that segue. Let's that ride just, that, that segue into our there. next bit. We've been talking about this for a month. Let me rephrase that. I came up with the idea, and I'm telling them we should try this out. And they're like, cool. And I go, we're going to try this out. And they're like, cool. <laughs> but we're excited. We came up. I, I've i been in a couple fantasy football leagues this year, and I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to do a wrestling one? It actually started with, I think John was like, I asked John, I go, what would your ideal wrestling company be? And I'm like, you know what? Oh yeah. When we were, when we were uh, kind of uh, evaluating the rosters, the current rosters uh, for both companies, I think is how that started. (laughs) Kind of like what we're talking about now. Yeah. Um, We, um, so we came up with this idea, uh, Bedlam Fantasy Wrestling. It's going to be our fantasy league. It's going to be the the four of us. So me, Scott, John, and Mr. Zach himself. Um, the four of us, it's going to run from Royal Rumble to SummerSlam. We're going to do a trial run, see how this goes. Uh, we're going to pick, I think I said 20 wrestlers, 10, 10 men, 10 women, 15 men. Five. I got to look back at the rules. We're going to do a fantasy league. 
we're going to do it, I think, more in a, a points base by wrestler, not so much by show or anything. Um, and then by SummerSlam, we'll probably have some playoff or some end of the end of the season ideas to get it going. But we're going to do a draft just before the Rumble. Going into that, you know, we'll start following the wrestlers' matches only count if they're in WWE, AEW, I believe we said Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So just those three. Um, and once a month, we're going to do a separate podcast for just that. So you can rant and ramble and piss each other off and get under each other's skin. And this will be alongside the fall of the, you know, the Bedlam champion right there. You know, he's going to have to deal wow. with not being that champion. Wow. Not being- <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> right to the heart, Sam. Just, just, uh. Look, I'm going to start the shit talking now. <laughs> That's sometimes the best part of these things. Oh, man. But you know, we all have work to do because because uh, uh, Mr. Zach is kicking our ass this year. I, so you asking for that to, address? Oh, my God. I know. I need to, I know. Getting close to be like, uh, Zach, I'm going to need your address. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that. We'll. Once the new year comes, we will have more information on that when we'll drop that. Maybe we'll do it live. I don't know. Haven't really talked about that. All right. Well, from there, we're just gonna go through the weekly, the weekly stuff really quickly, and then we're gonna talk about uh, the year, the year in review. Um, first and foremost, um, we kicked off with match four of the uh, elite taking on the death triangle. With Death Triangle getting the win, bringing it to three to one, uh, and they said because they won by hammer, Kenny was like, "Okay, if you're gonna win, you know, fight by hammer, no DQ next time." So we got a no DQ match on Wednesday. I know John will have the TV off for that. Uh, following that, we had uh, Jeff Jarrett and company attacking the acclaimed. This will be a this will be a interesting. Um, not against Jeff Jarrett on TV right now. I think I think what he's doing is what I expect from, you know, someone at his age, you know, he makes his appearance here and there. It's working. It's working. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty much keeping Jay lethal in the front. Yes. Which he should always be near the top. Even though, even, even though he's an older wrestler, Jay lethal is still one of the best. Agreed. hundred percent. Following that, we had Brian cage taking on jungle boy with jungle boy getting the win. Which I thought was quite a call, especially after Brian Cage winning the uh, one of the six man tag titles uh, Saturday before. The House of Black returned to action, taking on and defeating the Factory. Um, then we had what might have been the call of the night, I would say. Um, mm. Local local talent action, Andretti taking on and pinning, pinning, pinning Chris Jericho. I, I don't know about you guys, but you know sometimes when you see no uh, nobody in there, you're just like, oh, it's gonna be a squash. But the moment I noticed he was getting a lot of time and a lot of momentum in this match, I'm like, this kid's gonna beat him. They or yeah. or they also you also could tell that they had something. They were just like they they want this kid. Mm-hmm. The crowd was going I, nuts, and it was great to yeah. see. I I I had thought at the time maybe they called an audible into him that Jericho called an audible into him winning at that particular moment but i i i believe he he saw something in this in action andretti a while back 
And he said, you know what? Yeah, I'll, we'll put them over. We'll see what happens. And that's what they did. So that's, they, they did the right thing. Well, if the way that it played out, it, it seemed like it was, and it was going to be, it seemed like it was going to be different because, you know, he was a jobber. I mean, I said jobber, but I mean, just nobody really knew who talent. he was. Exactly. So yeah, Jericho put him over. <laughs> a lot of people um, referenced back to when the one, two, three kid defeated Razor Ramon back in the early nineties. Oh. Yep, uh, I did see that, that. And that made, that made him a star. And a lot of people saying that this was his moment. And I completely agree. I kind of hope that they change his name to one, two, three action, because I think that'd be hilarious, but whatever. Ooh, that's <laughs> a good name. It's a good, good catchphrase. One, two, three, action. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh. Uh, following that, we had Ruby Soho taking on and defeating <laughs> Ty Mello. And then we had, I don't think this match, this match delivered. Uh, Ricky Starks and MJF for the title with MJF obviously retaining. Yep. Somebody, I saw that this morning, or, or yeah, this morning that they referenced um, a match that the two of them had back in i think earlier in the 2000s and a lot of the moves that they did in that match they did in this match so i like the nice little callback there that was pretty cool we knew ricky starks wasn't winning but it was i i wish they had a longer feud Mm. because i i think the back and forth between them the previous week was was it was good it was interesting um, but it, it seems like now they're segue into a Brian Danielson MJF feud. Yeah, that's probably going to be yeah. their main event of Revolution in March. Yep, yep. That'll that'll be a good match. I th- I'm already I'm already in love with MJF and his uh this what he's doing. You know, um, I know he was at a UFC fight. I think a week ago, people people like, oh, nobody said anything when he was there. I go get over it I go they're gonna make him a, they're gonna make this kid a star this yep. kid is he's gonna be the face of this company they're gonna mar- he's exactly what they need yes mm-hmm. now he's no transitional champion he's nope. uh he's the real fucking deal yep. mjf <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna throw everything at mjf and or everybody i should say and I, I'm mostly looking forward to seeing how MJF is going to screw every single individual that wrestles him for MJF to get the win. Mm. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, and then the person who ends up eventually beating him is going to be a megastar instantly. Or what, ridic- what ridiculous stipulation MJF will put in for allowing somebody to face him. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, I just, I'm looking forward to, you know, Whatever, whoever he's going to wrestle, don't he's wrestled Ricky Starks and Ricky needs to, they need to keep him on the upper mid card. Like not, yeah, he can wrestle the TNT, but he's, he's like IC level right now. Yes. That's where I see him. Yeah, I I agree. hundred percent. hundred percent. Same thing with, I would say Ethan Page. Now Ethan Page needs to go wrestle MJF for the title. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can talk about this all day, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. the next 2023 is the the year of the BBB. Yep. Um, will be uh, it's gonna be great. But we're gonna hop over to Impact quickly. Um, we had uh Eddie Edwards take on defeat Delirious. 
Holy Ray taking on defeating John Schuyler. Uh, the major players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, beating uh, Decay. Sammy Callahan defeating Alan Angels. Keep forgetting he went over there. Uh, Bupinder Gajar and Joe Hendry defeating Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. What a combo that is. I totally forgot right? those two were together. Zicky Dice. Oh, yeah. Zicky he's Dice. a guy all tatted with this blonde curly hair, and he has a fanny pack. I never Sam heard and I him. discovered him in NWA, and we were instantly in love. <laughs> If you ever get a chance, Zicky. John, you got to watch the season one of NWA Power. Oh my god! Like oh, the theme, Zicky, Zicky Dice. He's like he's like Joey Janela meets Scotty Tuhati. Yeah, oh, he's oh, a character. So yeah, that is a uh, perfect that is a perfect analogy. So he's he's not as yeah. hardcore as Joey, but yeah, he looks yeah. yeah. He's a character. He's he's oh fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's definitely you get a chance to uh, ever see him. Oh, he's trained by Seth Rollins. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Uh, Impact Tag Team Championship match, where I guess Matt Cardona and Brian Myers were banned. Heath and Rhino lost the titles to the Motor City Machine Guns. All right. Yeah. All right. Man, I got a. Gotta get back on that train. I keep talking like every week. No. Like I'm just like, ah, you don't have time to watch Impact, and then I see the card. What the fuck is this? I haven't watched it in a while. Yep. Um, and then we talk about Rampage, quick and painless. Sammy Guevara taking on John Moxley. I texted you guys, John. I don't know if you really saw my text. I felt like last night's Rampage. They were they were a lively crowd for a Rampage. Mm. Usually when you well, get into ten o'clock, it's just like they're all dead. That was because that was that was the same place they did dynamite. So and which was dynamite had a dynamite had a decent crowd this past Wednesday. So mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't know if they're doing the I don't know if they're showing darks dark or dark elevation or whatever before dynamite now. Because I, I think dark I think dark went back to Universal Studios. Yeah. Yeah. I it believe. would just be elevation would be the only other show that's that's and- live with the with the talent. Yeah, so now so the crowd's not burned out by by rampage anymore. <laughs> I think the only time that they will tape darker elevation matches before is if they tape rampage separate from dynamite. So you can at least get the crowd there extra wrestling rather than just hey, you're here for an hour. Bye. Right. You know, right. give them a little yeah. extra. Yeah, they'll give them, they'll give them dark elevation probably from like 8 to 10. And then they'll go live for Rampage from 10 to 11. That's yeah. probably, yeah, you're probably 100% correct. That's probably <laughs> what they do. Because honestly, I love wrestling, but to to go somewhere for one hour, that's a little, yeah. I and then, and yeah, at 10 p.m., yeah. come on. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying, yeah. There's no way that they have them in there that, you know, that late for an hour. It'd be a waste. Yeah. So, um, but I think this match, it just had, the crowd was live. Um. Sammy Guevara taking on John Moxley with uh, Moxley getting the win over him. And then Adam Hangman Page coming out, attacking Moxley. This, the, that, I didn't think that feud would have that kind of energy. There's a lot of energy with the crowds with this feud. Yep. And they're going to keep Hangman out until Revolution. And then that match those two are going to have is just going to be. I, I, I fully expect both of them to like immediately start bleeding within like two seconds 
and mm-hmm. it's just going to be who can who can make it without passing out from blood loss. It's going to be a it's going to be a war. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, following that, we had Britt Baker take on defeating Sky Blue. Good to see Sky Blue back on TV, and then Wardlow squashing Exodus Prime. Um, and then last but not least, we had this eight man tag best friends, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Orange Cassidy taking on and defeating, um, the Butcher of the Blade, Trent Seven, and Kip Sabian. That was the main event. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. It was, it was, it was a, a good match. It was, it a, good was match. a good match. It was a good match. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think I think Dustin got the home home crowd treatment because they're still in Texas. Oh yeah, um, he did. He got the uh, pin against uh, Trent Seven. Yep, uh, I I love the fact that Trent is wrestling again. Um, I, I felt like WWE getting rid of him was was a was a tragic mistake. Uh, I know that obviously when they shut down NXT UK, a lot of the a lot of the UK talent were, were gone. Um, probably going to come back when WWE Europe starts in 2023. Uh, Trent obviously doesn't seem to be one of them, which is which is okay. Uh, but going back uh, for a moment, talking about Wardlow uh, and Samoa Joe, I love, I absolutely love that Joe now references himself as the king of television, having both <laughs> the ROH TV title and the TNT title. I just, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I hope this runs for a while. Eventually, I know Wardlow is going to eventually beat Joe and take the TNT title back. And I don't know who's going to beat Joe for the ROH TV title. But for now, just run with this. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Samoa Joe can do no wrong. No. Yeah. No, he's he's a Ring of Honor original. I, I'm, yeah. I would be biased. Call me biased. But I think most of the original talent, you know, like Brian Danielson... Um, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black, you know, you know, CM Punk, you know, those guys can almost do no wrong when it comes to what they're capable of. So, um, no, this was a fun match. It's good to see, you know, what? Kip is actually looking a lot better with mm. A, his character, and B, his in-ring work. And I would like to see them do something with him going into 2023. That being said, guys, that's what we have for pretty much uh, the year. We won't be covering anything else. I don't know. 2022, what is our, what's our overall feel so far from the, we got like less than 15 days. Um, It's been a ride. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs uh, this year. Um, Simon Miller would be having a, uh, uh, quite the time with all these ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My, like, so, so go ahead, go ahead. My my favorite moment of the year, uh, in the wrestling world, uh, definitely was uh, Cody coming back at WrestleMania. Mm. That Sam and I were watching that uh, here, and even though that I loved the build of that because it was like we didn't. We kind of knew, but we didn't really know. It was it was right. one of those things that was kept under wraps fairly well. So when it happened, like I I hadn't popped like that for something for wrestling for a, in a while. 
Um, so it, 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 it sucks that he got, it sucks that he got hurt, but you know, that probably come next month for the rumble or relatively soon. I would think that he'll be, he'll be, he'll be back. But that yeah. was my favorite moment of the year. I, you and I, we, well, Scott and I, we were, we were a double or nothing. And that was, that was a big deal. And that was a lot of fun, but I would, this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of people who have a night one of WrestleMania, maybe one of the best pay-per-views, if not the best of the year. And I know that's a very, uh, there was a lot that happened that first night. Again, Cody came back and then we had the ending with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Right. Mm. And where most of the time you're like, oh, somebody's coming back. I wasn't wrestled in years. This is not going to be. John and I were like, yep, bro, they applause for Sam, uh, fucking uh, Kevin. Like he, he, that was awesome. Yeah. They did that correctly. They gave Stone Cold a match that he could do with somebody who was safe and really good in the ring and could work with him well. Well, It was a lot of fun. Stone Cold Steve Austin has reached that reached that point where he doesn't have to do a lot of work. He never has. You know, we talk about we talk about The Rock as one of the greats. And I, you know, The Rock is awesome. And Hulk Hogan, you know, you know, that's a split opinion nowadays. To me, I would fight people on this one. I think the biggest star in professional wrestling ever is probably Stone Cold. That man just needed the glass to break. Yeah. Crap. I, I rewatched backlash 2000, like the final match, triple H and, um, the rock and stone cold. Wasn't that mania that year, I think. But when that glass broke, that building, I thought was going to collapse. Like the, he's untouchable. Like, yeah, the rock gets a big applause, but stone cold. You, you swear you're at a Jerry Springer, like, uh, (laughs) taping the place loses their fucking minds oh i mean it's true there's there's a reason they call it a stone cold pop you know it's just oh my god i think i've had the pleasure of watching him live once and just I, i i couldn't even cheer because i was so consumed with the whole building trying not to fall on itself like how loud these people got and it's just it's insanity uh there's uh cody got a got a huge pop at mania like you said um there was one other one of course now Bianca Belair. she got a big pop too but there was another one that happened just recently that i can of course it, it it escapes me as i'm thinking of it but there was one other pop that happened this year that was just ridiculously good was it was it bray wyatt yes yeah thank you yeah yep. Like you could, oh my God, like they had to kind of like muffle the sound on like the replays with how, how loud (laughs) that, that pop was, man, holy shit. And again, we can't, you know, WrestleMania aside, I mean, we've talked about the Triple H era for years. We've been wanting this because he was, NXT is, Triple H's NXT was almost perfect. Like, there were very few to little flaws. So when he finally took over, I mean, it went right into Clash of the Castle. Yep. We had Gunther and... Um, and Sheamus. And Sheamus. Sheamus. For me, 
that's my favorite match of the, of the year. I, I just I've wanted to see those two go at it as soon as Gunther came to the main roster. I said I need to see these two beat the ever living shit out of one another, and sure enough, they did it not once but twice. And that match at, at oh my god in, in Cardiff was just. Like I put the phone down and just watched. Like I would, there was no live tweeting during that match. I was just engulfed with this thing. It was <laughs> oh my god, it was it was brutal beatdown of epic proportions. It's good shit, pal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was this was one of the better WWE years in a long time that I remember. Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, we can go to the other side of the table. You know, I know it's was a rough year for AEW, but there were some, mm. yeah, I'll go, I'll stick with ring of honor. Cause if we, if we're going to give a, you know, we're talking about WWE ring of honor. I'll tell you right now, I think my personal favorite feud of the year has been the Briscoes and FTR. Mm. You know, we were at the second match, mm. that match slapped. The first match was incredible. I just watched the third, like FTR. I think we had this discussion. FTR is going to be the tag team of the 2020s. Yes. Hands down. Yep. As long as they can stay healthy, I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as the EVPs aren't jealous, then yes, which they are. Which I, th- <laughs> you know, they have so much other. The thing with them is they still have the New Japan belts, and they're in uh, Mexico. Yep. So there's so many other opportunities too for them. Yep. You know, they don't have to join the Bullet Club. They don't have to go and join a faction in Mexico. They're FTR at this point. Um, they're doing incredible things. Actually, you know, we talk about wrestlers in particular. John, I know I overlooked this. We were talking about PWA's top 500 for the year. Do you want to give us the five, uh, five women and five men from that list? I sure can. Let's kind of look at so, that. Let's see. All right. So you want the top five? Yes. So it it puts. It looks like it puts the men and. Women together. That's weird. Yeah, unless recently they've been doing that. They just put the top five hundred wrestlers of the year together, and then they can break it down. Well, and they also do tag teams too. I think FTR was their this number is, one tag team. Which this thought. is interesting. I only I don't know how accurate this list is then, because in the top fifty, I only see one woman in the top fifty. And it's a someone I've never heard of before. Probably it, somebody from Stardom. Trish Adora. Trish Adora. I don't know. Oh, and she is I'm, number fifty. Yeah, and I, I, I'm like, who? Who is that? <laughs> Eighty-six matches, two pay-per-views from DC. So AEW Atomic Beyond. Black Label, CZW, Evolve, NXT, Progress, Ring of Honor. Okay, there's going to be... Let's let's do this. PWI... PWI Top Women Wrestlers. 150 revealed. Okay. All right. Let's see. So, actually, this is the issue I was going to pick up, ironically. Um, 
because we've been seeing a lot of recently in the past year or two, especially now with New Japan having a women's title, we've been talking about stardom a lot. Yep. All right. And then obviously, so, you, yeah, go through that, John. All right. So we need, we want the top five women, top five men. Yep. Yes. All right. Ladies first. So we'll start off with the top five women uh, of PWIs, uh, top 150 uh women wrestlers of the year we'll do the first we'll do the first five so number five jade cargill okay okay i mean she is she is the still the tbs champion and nobody knows when she'll drop it so okay number four becky lynch might even be out for most of the year too but she's the man no pun Spe- intended. Speaking of speaking of being out for most of the year, number three, Thunder Rosa, mm. which I think she I, I don't remember when she left. I think August. I yeah, think she I stopped think so. being on television. Yeah. All right. So not not the majority of the year, but you know a good portion of the year. She's still out uh, as we're recording this. Um, number two, this is no surprise, Bianca Belair. Yep. Rightfully so. Number, number the number one women wrestler of the year. I, I don't know who this is. Maybe one of you will know. I believe she's from Sur- I- Suryu. She's the um. I think she's a stardom. Uh, whatever the women's champion is over there. Yep. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, this is why we keep talking about this. Um. Sh- stardom and there's like one other promotion joshi pro mm. uh there's a lot of women's wrestling companies in japan because they're separate as we've learned you know new japan is only introducing a women's title now 50 years later uh she is oh she also was a ufc fighter yeah <laughs> i saw i saw a little bit of that here world of stardom champion She's a former SWA champion, trained by Ch- Tajiri, wrestling CMLL. Wow. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta get a, we need to find access to Stardom because I'm really curious because they have a they, I know they have a big event coming up. Well, that is the top five. Women of the Year, according to PWI. So now we move on to the to the men. So this is a, this is a list of five hundred. We won't run through all five hundred. <laughs> of course, we'll just list off the top five here. So number five, we have Bobby Lashley. I I would agree with that. Lashley's had a fantastic year. Um. So that does, and obviously, you know, Sam, you you know about this. You know, you you don't bet against the power of the pants. So, power of the pants, very important. Yeah. Nope. It was fired and then quickly unfired. Yes. Just yes. This past, Not a just recent this episode week. of Raw. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh oh, boy. Number four, Adam Page. I mean. Hangman's done pretty well for himself. Uh, he, he even after losing the title, he stayed near the top of the card. Now, obviously, with the injury that he had, was was pretty, pretty devastating. But now they seem to be doing a good job 
backbuilding him, and I think he'll do real well in 2023 as well. We shall see. We shall see. So, number three, oh, what could have been CM Punk? Oh, yeah. The time he's the time he was with the company this year was uh, was definitely he, the period of AEW I was the most interested in. He he definitely gave his all in everything, and it was not it wasn't you never slept when he came out, right? Whether it was a promo, whether it was a match. Again, we go back to when he wrestled all out last year. I mean, he hadn't been in the ring for a while, but he still looked pretty good against Darby. Little, little ring rust, but it wasn't like some other people. It wasn't like Ric Flair's last match. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a e- yeah. No, it's hard to it's hard to not have him in the top five after not wrestling for a while and looking that good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so number two, Kazuchika Okada. Rightfully so. I mean, the man should always be in the top three. When he dies, he'll be in the top three. That's how that's how good he is. (laughs) You know, I mean, what's there to say? I mean, he's. He is their star right now. You know, I had to go back. He has been in like the past for the past 10 years. He's been in the Tokyo Dome and. Several, I'm going to say several. That's a liberal estimate. He's main evented the Tokyo Dome. And we'll be doing so again in less than a month against Jay White. Yep. Who he's one in yeah. three against. I wish the pay I wish the the main event of Forbidden Door. Open, Forbidden Door was a little bit better than it was. Uh well th- unfortunately the thing with that match that interrupted it was Adam Cole getting hurt. Yes. yes, in the match, so that it, it unfortunately it messed it up. So, but it, it was neat to see him in that match, even though it kind of went not the way that they wanted. Right. Um, and then number one is will be no surprise to anybody uh, that knows wrestling, Roman Reigns. The PWI acknowledges their travel chief as they should. That they Let's, do. Let me. Let, I want. I want to point something out. How things have changed. I've known both of you, John, seven, eight years now. Yeah. Scott, I've known you for five. When I when John and I started going to wrestling events, and then I met Scott, and I went to Mania in 2017. I cannot tell you the disdain that man had on his head. The amount of people that hated that man. I never really understood mm-hmm. it, but I could kind of also be like, okay, it's just not de- like dry sponge to a wall. It wasn't sticking for me. I'm like, I don't hate the guy. I go, I feel like he just needs a little bit of something. Yep. And we got it. Yeah. Yep. And he's here on the top where he should be. And again, like MJF, this man better hold this title a lot longer and then get lose yeah. it to the right person. Hold it till WrestleMania yeah. 40. Drop it to Cody. I'm telling you, I, I will sing this. Yeah. From the top of the rafters, and I've been doing it for months. I want him to to get into the top five, to get past Pedro Morales. He still has two hundred plus days to go. Just do it. He, I I heard that Cody's gonna lose, and his best friend Hulk Hogan's gonna come out and win the titles. <laughs> Cody Rhodes was Cody Rhodes was just shy of the top five. He was number six. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. But I'm pretty sure yeah. if he didn't get hurt, he would have been in the top five. 
And that's oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's something else to think about. Remember at the beginning of the year who the top wrestlers were? And aside from Vince McMahon leaving, aside from the whole media scrum, um, a lot of talent got injured. Yeah, this you was, know, this yes, was a did. bad year for, for health-wise when it came to yes. wrestlers. And again, I know John was pointing out AEW uh, like a month or so ago, but you and I, Scott, we looked at the WWE list. And it's not shy either. No, no. no we had the no. we had the um the issue with what the hell um obviously Randy's injured, Cody's injured. Um, what's his name from the new day? Um, Biggie. Biggie, oh, Biggie. The neck injury. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a lot of just injuries this year. A lot of changes. Yeah. You know. I mean, will a lot of this? Te- I'm, I'm again. I'm shocked Kenny came as back as early as he did. Right. You know, I, I still think per, and I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of that. Could have waited like an extra three months, probably. And that's what feeds the fire of was the whole scrum of work, so that Kenny could be out for another few months to recover. No, there are uh, people out there who please. think about that. Ah. I don't believe it personally. I will say that off the bat. I don't believe that, but there are people right. who have said that. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to get just, you riled up, John. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Despite <laughs> despite what we've experienced this year, I think it was a good year. I think there was a lot. Yeah, there was there was a flip of flip of the coin. So again, September 2021, all out 2021 happened, and it was one of the best pay-per-views we'd ever seen at the same time. If I'm not mistaken, SummerSlam was uh, happened now. And then we flipped the coin. 2022 all out happens. And we're like, this it was, is it, one it of was the worst not good. We had. <laughs> and SummerSlam blew it out of the water. Yep. Yeah. Like it's, yep. but then full gear was good. And then all the WWE stuff was good. Like I, th- I think overall it's been a great year. And I'm, you know, 2023, you know, depends on who comes back. You know, depends on this whole Triple H Vince McMahon dynamic. Um, that'll be that'll be interesting going into this the next year. Yeah, because Vince McMahon, uh, as much as as much as maybe they probably want to keep him away right now because of the stuff he has attached to him to his name. Uh, this guy's the biggest shareholder of the company. He can come back anytime he wants, and they can't do anything about it. He. He will find a way to come back if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I just, I don't know. I don't. uh, He shouldn't. I don't think he should. He shouldn't, but he, he probably wants to keep doing this until he's like dead. 90 something. Dead. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I think his mother lived to it. He was, she was like a hundred. I think the company is starting to, if, if this continues and we're praying, crossing our fingers that this is a triple H WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah. Like we could be looking at, and I'm going to get shot for this. That's cool though. We might be looking at potentially one of the best WrestleManias on record. I hope so. Triple and it's, H- in, and, and it's in Hollywood too. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I think 2023 will be a good year. I think there's a lot of potential. You, you know, we're not even talking about, obviously we're talking WWE, AEW. We're not even talking about the whole 
Sasha Banks thing at um, the Tokyo Dome. Right. Where she's going to be confirmed uh, to be at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Whether she's involved with the with the women's match or not. Like. I, <sighs> yep. The, the next year looks good. Next year looks promising. Mm. Um, and again, we have our we have our shit we're going to be doing when we grow on this channel. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, I don't know. Twenty twenty two. I think since I've come back as a wrestling fan, this might be one of the better years. Twenty one, twenty two, back to back, and for different reasons too. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot of lot more positive energy rolling into 2023 than there has been over the last few years. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm very optimistic on, on on what could be. So, yeah, it all kicks off with with uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and I know Sam's all excited for that. And so we'll uh, <coughs> we'll see we'll see how this goes, and then we roll into Revolution, and then into Mania, and then. The new year technically restarts. So at least in WWE side. So we'll see. Yep. Yes, that is the case. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, if I don't talk to you, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy new year, 2023, folks. If you don't already do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official, Scott Scotty James stream, and John is John the Statman, J O N, no H, drop the H. We are on all streaming platforms. If you cannot find us, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Ship It Studios and Above the Ring is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, this has been Above the Ring. Don't forget to ship it. And finally, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.